Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. Hey, what's happening, weirdos? Uh, this is a wonderful, wonderful live episode that we actually just recorded. We're kind of catching up to real time, which is kind of fun. Uh, you can hear the stress in my voice. We gotta record more. We gotta. But we will. And uh, in the meantime, this is going to come out uh, very close to when we recorded it, because we just recorded it at the Limestone Comedy Festival, which was a blast. And I want to thank all the weirdos for coming out. This was so, so fun. Uh, just, just a great live episode that we'll get to right after these quick announcements. Some live dates coming up in Los Angeles. If you're going to be in town on June 18th, uh, we got Pete Holmes living at Largo. Uh, the guests are going to be Dimitri Martin, uh, Chelsea Peretti, and some other surprise guests. It's going to be a great show. The second uh, living at Largo, or the one after that, I should say, it will be the fourth, is July 30th. If you want tickets to that in the Los Angeles area, it's www.largo-la.com. Come out to those. Those have been great. Uh, here are the uh, other dates. Uh, if you're listening to this today, it comes out. I am in Chicago, and we're doing uh, some stand-up shows, as well as a live You Made It Weird this Friday. That's June 11th through the 15th here in Chicago. Then I'm going to Portland on June 28th, Seattle on June 29th, and uh, the L.A. Ooh, we just added that. We're going to do a live You Made It Weird at the Troubadour on June 8th. I'm sorry, July 8th. July. God, bad with the numbers. It's 7-8, July 8th. Anyway, uh, that's July 8th at the uh, Troubadour. We're going to do that again. That was such a blast the first time. We're doing another one. July 11th, I'm going to be in New Orleans for one night. July 12th, in Houston at Fitzgerald's for one night. And then... The 13th will be in Dallas. I say will because it will be me and the weird boy himself, Chris, there. Then uh, Montreal is coming up. That's July 24th through the 28th. We're also doing a live You Made It Weird there. All of these dates are on PeteHolmes.com. promise those are now being updated uh, as they are added. So you can always go there for tour dates as well. Let me get the uh, old sponsor because I don't want to mess it up. The sponsor is Hulu, which I'm actually thrilled. Hulu Plus, I should say. I'm thrilled because I actually use Hulu Plus. That's how I watch uh, Family Guy and all different things. I watch on my Xbox. You can do it all sorts of ways. You can watch it on your PC. And now, I'm happy to announce it's time to start your free trial of exclusive content in your living room and on your mobile devices with Hulu Plus. You're in control, total control, to watch thousands of shows whenever you want and whatever you want. You can use it on TVs, game consoles, Blu-ray players, on your Roku box, on your Apple TV, your PC, or watch from anywhere on your smartphone or tablet on demand at all times. With Hulu Plus, you can binge on full seasons, watch your favorite current shows, and even full series of classic TV shows. It's pretty much endless. they got Community, Modern Family, South Park, SNL, Family Guy, and more. Uh, it's only $7.99 per month at HuluPlus.com forward slash weird. That is the promotion we're doing. Hulu Plus, $7.99 a month. But right now, they're offering an extended free trial on Hulu Plus. It's only available to podcast listeners and weirdos. Take control of your TV watching experience. Go to HuluPlus.com forward slash weird for your extended free trial. Again, that's HuluPlus.com forward slash weird for your extended free trial. All right, weirdos. Enjoy the liveness. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. How are you? Wow. Okay. I honestly just want to see how long you'll do this. This feels wonderful. This is an affirmation shower. 
Longest show we've ever had. Thank you. It's like, no, no, that was too quick. Slowly faded out. Bring it back. And this area doesn't know. They're all from the Ukraine. They've never been to a show before. So this whole area just keep hooting and clucking and clapping the whole time. This area, you bring it down with my arm. Okay, so you're Ukraine. Go ahead, Ukraine. Good. And uh, now you. And you guys bring it down. Ukraine. Stop when everyone else stops. This is wonderful. It's 4 p.m. I didn't see it. That was a really weird experience for me because I haven't seen the space yet. And I didn't know if anyone was here. And it's 4 o'clock on a weekday, which I understand you guys call work days. That was so condescending. I didn't plan on saying that. I did not plan on starting with condescension. What I'm saying is every day is the same to me. So I was a little worried that you guys... What are you doing here? Did you have to get out of things? What's that? Well, you are making it weird. That's so lovely. And you put your hand up like the wolf. Like the wolf and terrific Mr. Fantastic. Sorry. I don't know why I did an accent just there. Did you just... You just went like that. Oh, I see. I thought, if you're shrugging and you go too low, it looks like you're just presenting your crotch. I don't... Bring those hands up, ladies. It's etiquette class. Hands up. Don't bring a shrug. Hands up. Uh, it's wonderful to be here. I've uh, been to Bloomington before. I drove in from Chicago. A lovely drive. I actually uh, flew in from New York. And I came to Chicago, and I had to stay in New York a little bit longer because some of you that listen to the show know I was in a very small car accident, right? And that whole time I've been convinced that my brain has not been the same since I had this car accident. I know, but I'm the perfect person that would be like, things are different, you know what I mean? Just like constantly gauging, taking my own temperature, just being like, I don't know what's going on. So I went to the doctor, and they're like, well, get an MRI, and then I got an MRI, which is fine. Because uh, I just love doing things that you're not sure what it's doing to your body, but you're sure it's permanent. You know what I mean? It's like a weird, damaging experience. But they put you in the brain, too, but it's fun. But speaking about it being Friday and me not knowing work days and stuff, they gave me, like, a mental test. Uh, the, the accident was, like, ten weeks ago, but the doctor was like, I'm going to give you, like, an aptitude test. And he asked me very basic questions, but I, I did horrible. <laughs> because I'm a comedian. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I literally was like, what's the day? I was like, nope. I was like, I can't stress this enough. That has nothing to do with the accident. I never know what day it is. And he goes, what month is it? And I was like, don't be fresh. And then I sat there and go, it's six. Six is June. And he was like, okay. As he's just writing down the biggest prescription he's ever filled out. Then he said, who's the president? And I was like, Obama. And then he said, who was the president before that? And I went, Obama. Double Obama. I win this round. And he said, before that, and again, I had to think. I just don't give a shit. They're all tra- shape-shifting lizard people. I don't follow that shit. Who gives a fuck what puppet is in the weird house? I don't even call it the White House. I call it that weird house. White House, Pete, the White House. So I go, George W. Bush. And then he goes, before that, and I go, well, his dad, but there was someone else. Like, I'm... <laughs> this is a truce. Why aren't I still at the hospital? I don't understand why they let me go. His face was humorless. He was not enjoying any of this. And he was like, it was somebody else. And I go, uh-huh. And he goes, it was the 90s. <laughs> and I went, uh... 
Clinton. I was so happy I got it. If he had said Animaniacs theme song, I would have got it so much faster. <laughs> blah, 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 plays the sax. I would have been, ah! <laughs> uh, yeah, right? I got to tell you, I'm enjoying having a concussion because he said that I, I did have a concussion. I'm enjoying it. It's getting me out of everything. Like, if you just have a stupid moment that you totally would have happened, had anyway, I can just be like, sorry, concussion. People are like, we're having a fun rate. Concussion. <laughs> Need a ride to the concussion. Will you hold my bit? Concussion. That was hold my baby. I've never not held a baby. You ever just get close to a baby? You can't beat a baby. I mean, you can't, like... You can't... You can beat a baby. You will win. It is a big confidence boost. If you want to challenge a baby to a duel, he won't know what's happening until the duel is over. It's like, I think I was just in a duel. Are there... But we're going to... We have a lovely show and some wonderful guests, uh, some of whom have to get out of here. Uh, so we're going to start now. Is there any questions before we start? Are there any questions before we start? What kind of deodorant do I wear? Does anyone know the answer to that question? Somebody who listens a little bit more carefully, perhaps? I'm just kidding. I feel like I have mentioned it. What, why are you asking? Can I ask you that? No, no. I shouldn't have shamed you. You're doing great. That was wrong of me. I don't know if you know this, but I recently had a concussion. <laughs> So I'm lashing out. I just don't know where I'm at sometimes. You look kind. You look like a Ken or a Tim. Definitely three letters. No. <laughs> well, that's two letters. That's a dumb joke. What is your name? Brandon? Brah. <laughs> Never be wrong. Brandon, I wear a, my soap and my deodorant are the same because they are synced up like an all-girls dorm. Do you understand? <laughs> My body wash is from, you can't, it's like Au Bon Pong, Au Bon Pong, you know that place? You gotta say L'Occitane, you gotta say it, La Octane, for those of you, you know what I mean? Do you know that fucking douchebag place that I go to to get my soap? It's called L'Occitane, and it's called Bavix or something. It smells like, it smells like you're making a quiche in a log cabin, it's really, (laughs) and it smells like you know what you're doing. What I mean is like you're sensitive, but there's also bear in the quiche, you know what I mean? You're like... That's an iron skillet. That's an iron <laughs> This guy's like, what was that mime? <laughs> so, yeah, I recommend it. That's the deodorant I got. A, uh, did I say that? I got a massage, and the girl was like, this is totally inappropriate, and I could get fired, but what is your deodorant? <laughs> we totally... T- I was going to say we fucked boo. <laughs> I fucked her hand. Okay, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> We start taping the show uh, in August, if, if things go according to plan. Uh, we should start taping in August. Yay! We're going to have a TV show! Why don't we do that? Yay! Well, that's a, that's a wonderful... What a, what a happy question, and thank you, Bram and uh, Shirley. Amy ended with a Y. Uh, I'm going to... If you guys have been to a live one before, or if you've listened to a live one before, for no reason I leave and come back. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna play the theme song and I'll be right back. I don't think the mic is gonna reach.
Limestone Comedy Fest, June something, 2013, Friday, a work day. Is it just me, or uh, is Jared, the guy who runs the festival, slowly just turning into Duncan Trussell? Is that happening? Hey, everybody! Welcome to the fest, man! Great to be here, great to never be asked back. Uh, I haven't done this in a while because I've had a concussion, but I did write some Gamefly games. The show is brought to you by Gamefly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If any of these don't work, concussion. Uh, Gamefly is our sponsor. Uh, We've never been paid by them. They do, in fact, have all the games. They've got... uh... (laughs) This first one is a real doozy. Words with Friends. It's just a real game. And they have Words with Friends, the Quaker edition, also called Words with Friends. (laughs) I wrote that in the Roots Cafe right around the corner. They have juice and hippies. (laughs) Too new for the Connect. Uh, It's pretending to get a phone call so you can avoid the guy you knew in college. That just happened to me yesterday. New rock band game where the only songs are Boyfriend and All I Want for Christmas is You. It's called Mariah Karaoke. Come on. That's fine. Don't you deny yourself the joy of enjoying that joke. Mariah Karaoke, Guitar Hero. Come on, that's fine. And Hero's also a sandwich. That's so fun. Guitar Hero. There's a new Sims game. See if you can guess the name of the new Sims game. They only have three characters. You can either play as the lead singer of The Doors, the creator of The Muppets, or the comedian who's famous for Hot Pockets. (laughs) Fucking front row nailed it. It's called The Gyms. (laughs) She was so ready to go. And uh, finally, (laughs) there's a spaceship game from the 80s, but this time you shoot watermelons. Galaga? to that one Galaga and his brother spaceships going around town too Galaga too you guys ready to bring out our first guest you're an amazing crowd I'm so amazed this first person coming to the stage is one of my absolute favorites you love her too welcome Tig Nataro, everybody Tig Tig Nataro. Pete Nataro. Just bathe in it. Let it wash over you. What? That applause. They're so happy to see you. <laughs> How's it going? I'm happy to see them. It's good. I was trying to... I, I saw that. You're trying to dislodge that microphone from the stand. You should have just stopped at dislodge. <laughs> so people listening at home, they just knew I was trying to dislodge. A wooden bullet from a buffalo. That's what I would guess if I were listening to the show. Did Tick come out with a buffalo and a gun that shoots wooden bullets? Chances are. Have you ever shot a gun, Tig? Have I shot what? A, a gun. <laughs> Is that the first on your list of questions? How insane would it be if it said gun? I have shot a gun. Yes. How was that? I find shooting guns terrifying. 
It was um <laughs> one one girl with a gun was like <laughs> I find it comforting. Put you to sleep. Just <laughs> <laughs> Where where did you shoot a gun, Tig? Most recently, I was filming a, um, a motion picture, a moving oh. picture, and um, I shot a sawed-off shotgun. <laughs> no. All right. What was the movie called? Watch Everything. Tig fly across the room. You are a peanut. It it really yeah. It's got like kick. Knock, it it does have kick. What? Tell me about it. What were you doing? Tell you about what the gun or the movie? Or... I want to know about the moment you pulled the trigger. I shot backwards about ten feet. <laughs> I like you know it was a major it was it was intense. You a life changing moment. Yeah, it's the biggest moment of my life. <laughs> we are so salty sweet. You know what I mean. I feel like I'm just a Twix bar and you're some respite into potato chips and together it's just... I love those things together. I love salty and sweet. I'm not fucking with you, Tig. I love salty and sweet. And we were talking about eating healthy before the show. Yeah. But fucking everything goes out the window at 2 a.m. in a hotel with a mini bar. Yeah. I'll eat that $15 Kit Kat and I will feel great about it in the morning. What do they normally cost? You know, I, I'm sitting here and I just realized what my right hand is doing and I, I can't wait to look down and see it. What your own right hand is yeah. doing. I don't know why. I thought it was going to be way more interesting than that. It does look like you're miming a hand job a little bit. Or urinating. Yeah. Do you ever have wee-wee envy? Wee wee envy. People yeah. that can urinate. <laughs> oh, I you... wish I could discard my waste. <laughs> but I can't. Just hang on to it. You know, it's what, when people say, better eat that or it'll go to waste, everything ends up going to waste. Yeah. Whether you eat it or not. It's completely true. It rots or it ends up in a toilet. It's, it's, it's waste. We're all born dead, too. Live to die. <laughs> Do you ever envy a fellow that can just urinate off a boat while it's moving? More so than the boat being still. <laughs> yes, yeah. When that boat gets going, I'm just like, man, if that could just be me. But yeah, there I am stuck on a stationary boat. <laughs> I use boats as toilets. Pete knows this about me. Well, if you're on a boat with a lady, you know she's just going to fill the boat. That's, that's what we call the lady's way. Yeah. The, the small puddle of urine becomes the third passenger on that boat. Yeah. Oh, don't act like you don't all pee on boats. <laughs> that was just a comedy riff. This is... That was a comedy riff? <laughs> wow. Why? I, what's up? I just, this is very tiny. It's very tiny. I know but, that's hotel coffee. 
I was sang a song called Hotel Coffee. Hotel Coffee. Well, you sang that here on the show? No, I sang it while I made that coffee. Did anyone record it? Sadly, no. Oh. Do you drink coffee? I don't. You're very relaxed. You're like a chill person. I don't know if I see you stimulating. I, I used to drink coffee, but I quit like a year and a half ago. I used to have a latte every day. An everyday latte? Everyday latte. Why did you quit caffeine or coffee? I just, I pretty much quit caffeine as well. I just started to think that I wanted to feel exactly how I'm supposed to feel. Do you not drink alcohol then either? I drink a lot of alcohol. <laughs> I am wasted right now. <laughs> Toddled over from the bar next door. Wait, that's a riffing comedy bet right there. Do you drink? Um, you know what? I'll have a drink here and there, but I'm not the world's biggest. But you're trying to experience life as it is. Yeah. That's, that's noble. Thank you. I like that. Thank you. Go for it. Going for it. I, I almost had you on the regular podcast, and then I was going to be lazy and just look up my notes for you um, from that last time. And all I had was infant shower. Thank you so much. Thank you. But I don't remember what I meant by that. What no. is infant shower? Is that a bit of yours? Um, no, it's just... Uh, yeah, I, I like um, thinking about infants taking showers. It seems so mature. Like if you want... Because babies are always sitting in a tub like with something, like a plastic thing holding them up while, you know, their adult cleans them. But if you walked in to a bathroom and opened a shower curtain and saw this. <laughs> nothing makes me happier than an infant taking a shower. The wobbliest shower. Yeah. Just barely keeping it together. Balancing with their fat, fat thighs <laughs> and their stupid little one-inch feet. <laughs> yeah, I guess I was supposed to be on the podcast a long time ago. <laughs> you were. That's, that's an old bit of mine. <laughs> I must have listened to your album and just loved that bit. And never remembered it. <laughs> you know... I really love this bit so much that I'm going to let go of it. I'm not even going to hang on to it. When you love something, you set it free. And I love this bit, and I will never remember it. So that when you tell me, it's like brand new again. Tell me about the infant showering. I must have loved that so much. Yes, that sounds like something I would love. Does not ring a bell at all. I get to re-experience life over and over yeah. again. Yeah. Do you believe in past lives? 
am I joining a cult right now? Oh He's my like, ah. god. <laughs> Do you believe in past lives? <laughs> How would you feel about me putting monkey blood on your head? <laughs> uh, no, I don't believe in past lives. I don't even believe in this life. <laughs> I have one last thing. It's not a bit of yours. I texted a friend of ours and she said to ask you about seeing dancer in the dark. I don't know what any of those words mean. Um, is that something you can say? What is that, a movie? This is... I've never been interviewed by somebody less interested in me. <laughs> You're reading questions just going, uh, yeah, I recognize these words. I know these words. I can say them to you. Do you know these words? Do you have words to reply to my words that I said to your words? What are your words for my words? <laughs> I lovingly researched. And someone said, I said, what should I ask about? All they said was ask her about seeing Dancer in the Dark. That's all I had. Well, I know that was Sarah Silverman. That's our friend. Pennies dropped. And Sarah loves that story. I think I only told Sarah, and she always tells everybody. <laughs> I went to see the movie Dancer in the Dark with Bjork, which was phenomenal. I loved it. Seeing it with Bjork or the movie? I saw that with Bjork. Yes. No, the movie was so great. It was her only time she acted, and she said she'll never act again. And it was... Her performance. <laughs> One person that clapped, wasn't it amazing? Um, yeah, so what if that was the whole story? Uh, so yeah, get out there and see you Dancer in the Dark. <laughs> I went to see that with my ex. And the, the movie is very intense. Very intense. Very emotional. And I, I was so sucked in. And then I, it was just silent in the movie theater. And everybody, all you could hear were people sniffling because they were crying. It, it was so intense. And I, um, and I, I turned to my ex. I, I, so I'm like looking at the, the movie screen and I turn. I was like, oh my gosh, can you hear everybody crying? And she was like, you're not. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> No, but it's sad. It's definitely sad. I could recognize it was sad, but I was, I was, I mean, but like she just, I mean, was an attractive person, but just had like crazy cry face. Like, you're not, I am now. So that's the story. I, I mean, love it. I have other. Was she more, was it more troubling seeing her crying face or was it more troubling for her that you weren't crying? Did she feel like you were unfeeling? I think she was a little alarmed that I was not crying. <laughs> I was very, I mean, the movie has stuck with me and the, the feeling, I think about it all the time. Yes. I, I was crying during Dead Poet Society when they all stood on the desks and my brother was like, somebody's going to fall. And I was like, <laughs> don't you get it? Don't you see the sacrifice? So I was your ex in that story. Yeah. I... 
I didn't see that movie, so I... Dead Poet Society? That's correct. <laughs> you had very clearly said the title. I recognized it and said, I've never seen that. And you responded with, Dead Poet Society? <laughs> yeah. Dead Poet Society. You're like another Chelsea. <laughs> You're really cutting me down. Chelsea who? Chelsea Peretti, one of my favorite people in the world. Oh. But she would reply similarly. I thought you meant Chelsea Handler, and I was like, how am I all of a sudden Chelsea Handler? <laughs> Not that I'm Chelsea Peretti, but <laughs> I don't think I'm Chelsea. I'm, I don't think I'm either Chelsea. I think you're your own person. Thank and you. I think you're a goddamn delight. Tignataro, everybody. Clap for Tignataro. <laughs> <laughs> Please be seated. Thank you so much. Please be seated. That's sweet, but please be seated. That's ridiculous. You guys, please. No, thank you so much. I appreciate that. A standing ovation? This is ridiculous. Honestly, it's just a silly story. Just a silly story that Sarah loves. But definitely go see Dancer in the Dark. It's in theaters now. Oh, God, you guys are so kind. That was unexpected. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. The people that did it twice are diehards. Those people are diehards. I thought you were going to say are diabetics. (laughs) They're standing to keep the blood going in their legs. Livabetics. <laughs> Livabetics? Yeah, I was trying to not be negative. Diabetics. <laughs> you guys are much too kind. Thank you. Much too kind. I'm going to tweet that later. Did you say tweet or tweak? <laughs> you can't tweak. Perfection. Live a better. <laughs> yeah. Live a better. That one's done. <laughs> Let's bring out uh, our next guest. Would you? You know who it is. Would you introduce her? Please welcome Santa Claus. <laughs> ho ho ho! Why it's Maria Bamford? It's not Santa Claus at all. But it feels like Christmas. Hello, Maria. Oh, thank you so much for having me on your program. Uh, I know. Yeah. Do you know Tig? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think, I'm sorry we went so long. We were just having a real oh, hoot no, up no, here. I got two standing ovations. I know. It's okay. I don't need, I don't need that. Is everything okay? Uh, everything's uh, real good. Um, <laughs> What uh, has oh I went over to eat at the farm at that place this morning. Oh, it's for it's fancy, right? So uh, bacon and uh, delicious pig bacon. Pig bacon and just uh, bacon. (laughs) Some coleslaw (laughs) for health's sake. Yeah, for health's sake. Brussels sprouts. I make my own salads at the table. (gasps) Sur la table. (laughs) You get the ingredients for your own salad that's not on the menu and just mix it right there. 
Like cold stone creamery for vegetables. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, sometimes the salads are kind of um, they're kind of grim. <laughs> did you really have bacon, coleslaw, and Brussels yes, sprouts? Yes, I did. What are we washing that down with? Uh, oh, a couple cups of Java. <laughs> it's, I didn't say it was right or that it was a way to live. No, I understand. Uh, I've been thinking a lot, and it's been coming up on the show a lot, is eating animals and how it's kind of fucked up. I eat animals, too. Do you ever wrestle with that? Uh, well, I'd like to think I'd be an Oscar Schindler in the face of a systematic genocide. But apparently... <laughs> First, they came for the cheeseburgers, and I said nothing. (laughs) Whoa. Because I was not a cheeseburger. (laughs) What the fuck? This is a free show. (laughs) People can enjoy this for free. Yeah. Uh, So it doesn't... Tig, do you eat the meats? Um, I, I, I eat a, a, a tiny little meat here and there, and uh, I try to stay off the dairies. Is it ethical, or is it just dietary? Oh, I thought you were asking, like, you don't know. Like, is eating meat ethical? <laughs> or is it dietary? <laughs> we should Google that later. <laughs> uh, it's probably both, you know. Yeah, but <laughs> are you doing that thing where people are like, yeah, it's ethical, but really, like, if you ate pork, it would kill you, but you're like, those poor animals that I can't eat. I mean, I feel... It's I... a big question. It's so big. <laughs> I mean, I, I have reasons, you know, like, yeah, for health reasons, and I feel bad, you know. Sure. Guys just hanging out with some friends and... Get strangled and pulled off to my plate. Yeah, trapped and overfed and have your nails growing into your cage. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) (laughs) This is the best show there is. There's no better show than this. I wish I wish somebody like I wanna remember exactly what you just said, so when somebody calls me and they're like, What are you doing? I'm like, No, I'm just trapped and overfed and my nails are growing into my cage. <laughs> Trapped, overfed, nails growing in the cage. We'll be right back. <laughs> you know, uh, I had a weird question for you, for you, Maria Bamford, that's not about um, eating animals or okay. not. We both love doing impressions of people. You do a wonderful, your agent, you do a wonderful, your mom. First of all, can I also say that I, I was recently hanging out with Michael Birbiglia and he saw that he saw you perform and it was the best comedy show he's ever seen in his life. So that's, wow, that's just a phenomenal compliment. That's a phenomenal compliment. That's very kind and uh, that guy's prone, prone to hyperbole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, 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 that is very kind. No, I was having dinner with him at Sasquatch Festival oh. and, and we were talking about you all through dinner. Okay. He, <laughs> So now there's proof. I mean, is there any kind of... What's in it for me? Uh, we're mentioning it on a podcast. 
Now the word's so out. Great. That's great. That's so nice. Thank you. No, it is so nice. I didn't mean to leave you on the spot with just no. compliments. What I was going to ask you. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I enjoy, like, if I get a weird cab driver or whatever, and, and he's making me uncomfortable and he's talking to me, what I'll do to pass the time is try and do an impression of him. And I was wondering... <laughs> Just to myself, not even oh, back to, to him. Okay. I, I don't do it back to him. But are you doing it silently, or you're back there going? <laughs> and then he's like, "What are you doing?" You like, <laughs> <laughs> Just two guys sounding the same. Oh, nothing, my brother. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Is it a flat right to the airport? <laughs> no, I'm doing it because. But in your head, you're doing it. I'm wondering if for you, because you and I both, we we deal with anxiety. I talk about it a lot on my show. Sometimes in social situations, instead of just listening to someone talking, it gives you something else to do, and it's kind of calming and fun. Do you find, like, searching for impressions and voices fun, or... Like, I, like the, I mean, I like the idea. It's empowering because then you go back to whatever the situation was. You go, I totally would have said that. Totally said that. I would have been like, hi. <laughs> like, no, I, no. I know what I'm talking about. In this, in this instance. I don't know. Uh, but I, I only do about four four or five voices uh, in, in general with variations in high and low registers. <laughs> and um, That so, sounded like Jackie Cation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. High and low registers. registers. She's my pal. But you're right. I, I understand that there's a whole type of therapy where it's just reenacting things. And that's, a little bit of your act is kind of like what you could say to your mother when she's like losing her mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, yeah, because things actually have my mom said uh she left a message she couldn't find me in the house my mom called my sister and said uh, maria has disappeared and i'm worried she has killed herself and i have a hair appointment in town <laughs> listen listen i would i would dredge the shallows but we are out of ginger snaps <laughs> and your father loves ginger snaps, but he would never tell you girls. Oh, he would never tell you girls. That's a secret your dad yeah, keeps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't mention the ginger snaps. <laughs> dad, we heard about the ginger snaps. Is, is your is your mom still churchy? That comes up a lot. Yeah, but she she's a more uh, she's super liberal uh, church person, but she loves uh, the. The young man Jesus who never ages, never ages. The never-aging uh, yeah, young never man Jesus. Jesus. And um, yeah, but she doesn't talk too much. You know, I mean, she would like if we could really learn the truth, but she's, she also recognizes there are other beliefs. Wait, she's open to the idea that her religion per se isn't necessarily the truth. That's just her best way of understanding it. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't know if going that far. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I'd like to. I, I mean, I, I guess I, I don't want to say that I'm an atheist because that sounds so negative. Um, Could I, you punch it up? You punched up yeah, diabetic. Positive. Make it atheist. more positive. Make it more, you Let know, me, um, accessible and friendly. Yeah, yatheist. Yeah. Oh my gosh, 
you're a yatheist. Oh, you did it. I'm a Somebody who I always do a bad job of representing the atheists on this show, and I'm always apologizing for that. But somebody recently posted on the comments, they were saying, an atheist just believes in one less God than me, meaning I don't believe in, let's say, Krishna. Okay. And they're just saying, well, they don't believe in Krishna or Jesus. You know what I mean? So they're kind of like us. You know what I mean? They're like religious people in mm-hmm. that they also believe in it. They don't believe in a whole wealth of gods. No. So does that make it sound better? I guess I, I guess it, the whole issue, it seems, like the God or not God seems, uh, okay, there's a game that I used to play as a camp counselor called One Big Blob, and um, let's say I'm it, you run, disperse, frightened and afraid, I, uh, I begin chanting One Big Blob, One Big Blob, I catch you. We, you have to join me. We also, both of us begin chanting, one big Were you blob, ever turned into authorities? One big blob. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it, it's within, it's, um, it, it's legal. And, um, then, uh, finally, everybody is, it's an undulating mass. It's really quite wonderful. And you're all together. Maybe there's one outlier, you know, running around. Uh, but they eventually, they w- will have to be caught because there's limits, there's boundaries, uh, to the playing field. And, uh, and then we all come together. And everybody wants the game to end because, uh, it's a terrible game. <laughs> and, uh, that's what I think about. You know, talking about religion and atheism or whatever. You know, it's like, let's just all come together on something so everybody can go back to doing whatever they want to do. <laughs> so you were the camp counselor doing that, like... Doing that game. Rounding up kids, saying, yeah. one big blob, one, one big, big blob. blob. And then we do that, and then people could go, uh, you know, swimming or go to the crafts cabin or... Uh, so, like, in this situation, I'm going one big blob, join me in the religious discussion, and you're, like, gonna fake a leg cramp, yeah. so I'll just catch you yeah. so you can make, like, a dream catcher. <laughs> Is that what yeah. you're saying? No, we have to finish... We, we You know, we're together. Well, it's, uh, just agree on one thing, I guess, is what I mean, like... Oh, I see. But, but I guess that's impossible. I mean, because then once... Being in a blob is uncomfortable. You have to agree on at least holding hands right. uh, for that short amount of time, even if it hurts. That's Sometimes true. Sometimes it hurts. There's twisting. Because the blob is and, undulating. Yep. And people are different sizes and shapes. Yep. Little people, big people. I, I grew up Medium big. people, even. <laughs> <laughs> I've I, seen those, too. I have... <laughs> How have I ever done this show without you? I swear to God. <laughs> you know, it took me ten minutes now to come up with Gaytheist. Gaytheist. Oh, that's great. I, I was trying to one-up you, but uh, we're, we're the all crowd in, said no. <laughs> we're all in the blob together. Oh, thank you so much. So you don't... Uh, I know it's kind of heavy for the, for the live show, but do you, don't, you don't really worry too much about it these days? I mean, the God question. Well, uh, you know, everything's pretty good. I mean, I, I don't know. What's there to? What do I have to worry about? Uh, you know, everything's pretty much going to be okay, unless it's not. And, and even that's okay. Even in that case, what am I going to do about it? Sounds like you found your savior. <laughs> yeah. Sounds well, let, like you let go and let God. 
<laughs> Somebody let go and let God. Huh? <laughs> I know both of you ladies have to go, so let's end with a game. Okay. Uh, something lighter because that was heavy, and I'm glad okay. that you followed me there, and it was wonderful. I was wondering, you can you can choose. We can either look at what we've been googling. Yes. Or uh, you can tell me one of the hardest times you've laughed. Completely up to you. What we've been googling, I like that. You can do a Google or, 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 or a laugh or both. Okay. It really doesn't matter. Wait, like, what? A, a Google? You have to take out your phone and you, and you look at your Google searches. Oh, oh. I have a, an, an old phone. Can you, can you remember uh, a time that you laughed really good? What's ha- where are you going? I was going to get my phone. <laughs> yeah, like we showed up like ready to like be in conversation. <laughs> we were like... I'm probably going to need to Google in the middle of Pete talking. <laughs> well, do the, do the conversational one. Do you, it doesn't even have to be good, like a time when oh, you Oh, that'll in... be easy. <laughs> <laughs> a time you were little, a time you were medium, a time you were big. Any of the times, if you can remember crying with laughter, even if it was stupid. Well, it usually is stupid. Right? Yeah. Almost every day, right? Because we got a good job. You go yeah. in, and then somebody tells you something, and you laugh. It's good, yeah. Like That's yesterday true. in the car, I was, well, I was making myself laugh, but. How are you making yourself laugh? <sighs> I just got this new bit. <laughs> you were doing the bit to uh, yourself in the car? And, and what no, do you mean? No, but. <laughs> kid who was driving he was a hostage and so uh i I said hey would you mind listening to my new bit and um and he didn't laugh very much but i i just really i think it's some strong stuff it's a rich vein What is the category? You don't have to do the bet, but what is the category of the bet? It's well, category it's- five. Tig Nataro and Maria Bamford, everybody. That is fucking hilarious. Okay, we got to wait till. Yes, next comic coming to the stages. You want to bring out the next comedian? Well, well you have to go. Uh, <laughs> well, oh, sorry. I, uh, no, I, were we supposed well, to leave uh, at the get- same time? Oh, no, I don't know what happened just then. Okay. I, you have a show, and yes. Tig has to drive to Ohio. Yes. So okay. they're both going to go. Okay. Uh, well, you know Why what? Why don't we all go to Ohio? Yeah! What if I don't really need to go to Ohio, but that was my, like, panic lie? <laughs> <laughs> like, could you stick around another hour? I have to drive to Ohio. <laughs> you have to return some videotapes. You guys leave the show and you just sit, see me sitting in my car. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you had to drive to Ohio. <laughs> so, what... Are you going to stay for one more tick or are you going to go to Ohio? <laughs> I have to drive. I have three. I have a three hour drive yep. to Ohio. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if I've mentioned that. <laughs> I got to I got to go worry about my show. <laughs> I love that that's your plan. Yeah. 
to go have anxiety about the show. Go yeah. get in there, you know? Get into my thoughts. <laughs> Work them out. Cognitive behavioral therapy, write out the possibilities. What's the worst case scenario? The best case scenario? The, what will probably happen? When you write out the... Do you know how many germs are on your eyeball now? Maria, if you really do do that and you write out what the best case scenario is, how far do you go with that? Is it like... Do you just draw a mansion? Yeah. (laughs) Two standing ovations, perhaps? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wait, wait, there we go. Uh, Proceed, 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 proceed. Please, do a She's got to go. She's got to go to Ohio. This is a moment in history. Thank you, Pete. Bye, Tig. Thank you. Bye, Maria. Thank you. Tig Nataro, Maria Fafford. Three standing ovations. Well, that was plenty of show. And now, way more show. <laughs> that was fantastic. Thank you for... Uh, they had to get out of here, so we get them out, out right at the top. But we do have uh, three wonderful comedians. Uh, and this next one coming to the stage has been a friend of mine for about a decade. You probably know him. John Roy, everybody! John Roy! What's up, man? Turn this star power down. <laughs> Let's get it to a medium level we can all deal with. Something more reasonable. Yeah, just a little more reasonable. You know, you don't overload people with star power. I don't want a rolling boil of star no, power. No, you can't. You can't. You can't get just a rolling give me a boil. Simmer. Something. Something that if I. <laughs> I'm good for. I'm like a medium on an old burner. I think that's about. Just the medium set an old electric burner, like the one in the comedy condo. Where you're like, like sure. this, I could cook on this shit. You know, like that. Are you kinda... picturing the red that gets? Oh yeah, the yeah. orange kind of red, an orangey red. red. If you're lucky, an orangey red, and, and the, some pans that you don't know the history of. Oh my god, you are our road guy. You're uh, our guy. Me and Kumail and Bronger and Kinane and all these guys. Uh, John and I started in Chicago together, and you were the guy that was going out and fucking making it happen. I love this metaphor you used. I don't remember. We were hanging out in New York, and you said that uh, when we were down, when we were in the Lions Den in Chicago, you thought of that as like the happy hobbits in the Shire, yes. toasting each other with our beers in our warm little cocoon. Yeah, and then the road would be like going out into Mordor. I'm right. going on an yeah. adventure. And then you, you said that you hoped that when you got back to the Shire, you just didn't have any orc on you from the road. That's fucking right, Which man. is totally how I you know, would think of it. Like you're like, and it was terrifying. It was so scary. And you were so, I remember when Kumail and I would book a middle. A middle is the 30-minute guy. Yes. And you were a middle. And when Kumail and I were hosts... And then when we booked our first middle, I booked my first middle weekend somewhere. And Kumail, I think just to freak me out, was like, you're doing John Roy's job. <laughs> because you were so good. We were like, how could we possibly Aww. do that? Aww. You were the king. You're the king of Chicago. That <laughs> I, scene at that time. Well, I, I did say Lion's Den on Star Search, which is probably my, the thing that like, right. made me. Did you, you know. guys watch Star Search by any chance? John Roy won Star Search. <laughs> the Arsenio one, though. Not the... Uh... 
Not the one anyone knows about. Yeah, you're not 300 years no, old. No, no. <laughs> you did the Arsenio one, but that was... Talk about the fucking Shire. All well, the little hobbits were back home watching our Hobbit TVs, and you were winning. This guy from our open mic went on TV, <laughs> did bits we knew, cleaned them up for TV. Like, I still remember. Remember you had the Annie bit? Oh, Do you yeah. remember that? Oh, wait, I, Annie. What? 76. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, I did. I changed that. I had a bit about, uh, so dumb. It was a rap lyric. No, it bit. wasn't dumb. <laughs> Do the first part. The right. first part the, uh, is, I remember your is, material so well. The bit is, uh, I think, it was about Jay-Z, I think was the bit. And it was about uh, how, because, you know, now we have the broad, like, you know, what's happened to rap music when the only thing left to sample is the Broadway musical Annie? Right. What's, le- what's next? Uh, 76 motherfuckers in your alleyway. Yes, that was the, right. uh, it was uh, a Music Man uh, reference. Yes. And then I changed that to Gangbangers, I think. Yes. Because I hate when you watch somebody clean something up when you just know. Right. Like, I, I knew a comedian, uh, a guy named Butch Bradley that I lived with for a while. He had a joke where he was talking about how uh, he wanted to pump air conditioning in the Middle East because he said the problem is it's hot. Because when you're, when you're hot, you do crazy shit. That's the line he would do in the clubs. But then on Comedy Central, they made him go, you do crazy stuff. And I yeah. was just like, ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Ain't a- no one ever says crazy stuff ever. That's right. not an expression. What are you right, talking right. about? Hey, police, there's some guy doing some crazy stuff over there. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> what are they, throwing two Frisbees? <laughs> Fucking get out of here. Hey, what? This is a wild beach party. We're going to rush all the SAE pledges tonight. You also, you have a lot of rap bits, and I rem- you never do this one anymore, of course, because I don't the do song- any of them, because let me say, just confess something, Pete. Almost, sure. in general, all those rap lyrics bits are my, in case of drunken, stupid audience, break glass right. material. You know, like, I don't want to do them, right. but when, you know, you're just in shit fire, second show, Friday land, sure. it's like, well, time to do the Kanye bit, because yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. buying the things I like, so. What was that? I want to get you to sing this song, though. It was you went, uh, it's rappers when they sing songs, they talk about being so rich, but it's their first album. Oh, fuck. Okay. Do you remember that? You know my old bits better than I do, I think. I used to open for you. (laughs) Um, And I'd watch in the back, and then I ate so much. All right, so that bit was, uh, fuck, how did that go? Um, it was I remember part of it. Ra- rappers, uh, they oh they um. Give if me you want to go and get a ride with me. Oh yeah, okay. It's uh, it's about how uh, rappers will brag about their Lexus and their diamonds on their first album ever. Yes, but they shouldn't do that because they're still in the studio. They don't have a Lexus. They, no one even knows there hasn't been a tour. So that first Nelly song should go. <laughs> do you want to go to Mickey D's with me? Smoking cools in the back of the Hyundai. Oh why must I eat this soup? <laughs> and you know it's holding up the soup. I've <laughs> seen I you do that. No, so many times. Out, the big mime. Like, oh, he's holding the And I remember suit. your opener would be like, there would be like, you'd find that there'd be a music fest. There's probably music fests in every state. I'm imagining there's one here. <laughs> okay. And then, but there, we were in Milwaukee and it was like, I was walking, I tried to do you. I was walking around. I can't really do you. <laughs> uh, I love it. A music fest. I always think the same thing. I'm not nearly as unattractive as, as I, I thought, thought I was. I was. Yeah. <laughs> It was originally a Taste of Chicago bit. It was, uh, <laughs> and when I had to like go on the road, I'm like, well, fuck, half my shit's just local shit that doesn't travel. Right. So I had to like find a way to go like, what's the music fest here? Right. Summer fest? You're like Bob okay. Hope. What's the name of the mayor? And then <laughs> yeah. you go out. Yeah. But you, you did all that road stuff that none of us did. Are you glad that you did that? It's a mixed bag. Uh, and I, I, I've talked about this with Kinane over many a doers. Chicago! <laughs> and... Uh, 
in some ways, like, my big thing is I didn't want a day job. Like, I was pathologically not wanting a day job. Right. So I was like, whatever will put money in my pocket for this comedy shit, I want to do immediately. So in some ways, it gave me some chops. In other ways, I found myself kind of becoming kind of a pandery act. And so the stuff I did on Star Search, I was very proud of, but it was the only stuff that I was proud of. And if you watch the rest of that middle set, which you did, yeah. there was a lot of dumb shit. Like, just, and you know, cause it's kind of homophobic. Stuff that I... I didn't really think oh, yeah. about, you, you know, the, the, the gay bu- rod bumper yeah. stickers, like really, really shameful periods in, <laughs> if I was a nation, our nation's history. Uh, uh, you know, I feel like if, if I, I was, a, was a nation, yeah, like, I think my, my various cells would all get together every year and think about what we did and yes. how to maybe get beyond that in the future. Uh, so I, in some ways, I think that, uh, that it helped me get out there quicker, but I also think it made, left me kind of rudderless. And it wasn't until I went to L.A. and I got into the alternative scene in LA that I started going, you know, I asked myself a question that I think is a question I think everybody probably, it's a painful question sometimes that when you do comedy is, if you were someone else, if you weren't you, and you were in the crowd watching you, an act you've never seen before, yeah. is this comedy that you would love? And yeah. I don't mean is this comedy that you'd be like, eh, okay, but would you love that act? And once I had to give myself a big resounding no, I realized that there were some drawbacks from getting on the road that quick. Yeah, You, have- you got to incubate in a scene, and then you went to New York City, right? So you got to just do the, the you could hone the Peen Holmes voice in front of people that were supportive of what you did. Right. And you never had to go, well, what are these fucking people that but aren't you anything? Di- you did have to go into the dragon's yes. lair with your blue sword and fight <laughs> some shit. But yeah. then I have to imagine that you also see really alty guys that don't have any chops, and you're like, these people are embarrassing. Well, you know, I think it's an it's, we won't I won't say uh, who the person was, but we that would be great if you we would. Were both, uh, I can't, I can't. It's, it's not fair. It's not fair. But uh, we were at a festival together. We were at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival, and uh, alternative darling uh, went up, uh, who everyone would be expected to love, and did not do well, even in a very alt friendly room. And then you went up. With just jokes, boom, boom, really? boom, I love and this. within right after, <laughs> right after you did the. What did uh, I look like? How was my? Uh, you looked like a strapping yeah. man. You yeah. had sort of. Okay. It looked very smart too. Okay, at the same cool. time, it yeah. was pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, you had a cape, I believe. At the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, you, you right after you did your youth pastor bit, the play, and it was like, yeah, you got to do jokes. You can't just. Yeah, Neither, it's, like, you it's know? a mix. But you did something very interesting. You started in, in the Lion's End, and you were what I would call like an alti favorite, and then got mad jobs, then I, and then came back. I also went to L.A. in a very weird time for comedy. When I got, I was so, I didn't know what the hell was going on. I won Star Search. I get spit out the under, under the system. Right. Supposed to win a development deal that amounted to precisely nothing. Two meetings and a no. And then, uh, so then I'm sitting in LA not knowing what to do. And this is a time when the hot thing in LA, and I don't know, you weren't there yet. I don't know if this was going on in New York, but was Dane cookiness and, uh, Kyle ceasiness and like this idea of a very smiley, happy face, polished act that isn't saying a goddamn thing, but would make people lose their minds. And I think I kind of got caught up in, that L.A. trend because the only places I was going up were the Laugh Factory and the Comedy Magic Club. Oh, you Club. started doing that. I started doing that a little bit. I was at high energy for about a month. You were? Oh, yeah. It was gross. I I remember when I first said, yeah, it was gross. It was really gross. Did you have a tight T-shirt or frost? Uh, no, no one needs to see it. But I did have this uniform. Like, now people think of, like, the, you know, this is, like, the comedy uniform yes. or the, like, Jonah Ray plaid glasses-y thing. And, like, <laughs> both... <laughs> No problem calling him out. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm not, I love 
Jonah. And look, no, I know. I, but I here's don't. my point because like, I'm a clone, just like he is. About no, this no, no. Is, We're this... talking about uniforms. Jonah is certainly kind of what and you picture. And he's not the only person that, that no, no, has no. that. He's you know. just our friend. And this here, I think, is the Paul Reiser, Paula Poundstone blazers with the pushed up sleeve look of 2013. You know, yeah. And that in 10 years, everyone's gonna be like, remember those old school comics and their fifth grade boy outfit going. Well, why did that Michael Bay movie get made? You know, like, we're definitely going to be punchlines yeah, for the future. So it's not like I... But at that point, I wore what was the uniform of 05. And if you go watch Premium Blend, you'll just see person after person in black button-down H&M shirt, yes. open a little with the pointy collar, dark jeans, black shoes. Like, you look like a... Just basically like a, a New York City douchebag was kind of like the... Right. And every comedian just per- and I didn't know any other way to dress. I didn't know what the act needed, so I'm out there too. In my, you know, and it's right. me, Sebastian, Brett Ernst, like everybody from the '05 LA world right. was in the same pointless outfit, the that, boiler that- room outfit, <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Wow, you're absolutely right. They, Joe Manny says that about hipsters too, that they're going to look back on this time in history and think we were all doing that. Oh, right. Well, you know when they do, like, retrospectives of, like, the 90s, and it'll be, like, a 90s episode, How I Met Your Mother, what were they, or whatever. Right. And everyone's Eddie Vedder. Like, that was the way right, it right, really right. was, you know? Right, right, or, right. Or, like, everyone is a ridiculous hip-hop outfit, right. like, crisscross or right, something. Right, right, like, right. Yeah, there's, like, three Well, that's people. always the big reveal when the one black guy the comes one, in with and the they're like, Woo! No one uh, did the crisscross thing. No one. Other than crisscross. <laughs> no, well, there were a couple people in my high school who did have backwards pants at one moment. I, my high school was half black and half white, and it was huge. So you had an example of almost every extreme. And really? White kids didn't know what to do, so they were like half 90210, half... BET, you know, like it was this weird. So you'd have like people would try to moose their hair into a white approximation of a high top fade, which, yeah, like you, my high school yearbook is full of it. Like we called that gleaming your cue. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew, and, but then you'd also have the 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 Dylan McKay sideburns. Wish I could. With, Still oh, wish you, I could. You can't do the burns. No, I can't do a goatee. I have a G. It won't connect. It's. When I get a cold, I'm glad because I sound more like Dylan. <laughs> they all had raspy, low voices. Yeah, when you don't have a cold, you feel a little... I just feel like me. Like Pete. <laughs> I don't like but... it. <laughs> It'd be funny if you... Although, uh, you know, in this day and age, Pete, if you Pete just... Holmes yes. is better than being Luke, uh, Luke Perry. Oh, my right? God. I, think, I mean, if you... Just in pure objectivity. What an odd consideration. I mean, it's true. In pure objectivity, you have a show that's coming up. Your, your life is in the future. You have your own means of production of a popular show. Luke Perry's looking in the, the past. Uh, his, his brightest days are behind him. Oh, my like, God. I think if you, if you were going to objectively is... choose whether you wanted to be Pete Holmes or Luke Perry in today's entertainment industry, you'd go with Pete Holmes. But... I don't want to think about Luke Perry at home right now just flipping playing cards into a hat. <laughs> Wondering when Brenda's going to call. Well, I mean, he did always say he needed his space. All I got from that conversation was maybe Luke Perry will do the podcast. <laughs> Sean Roy, everybody. Will you stick around, John? Yeah, absolutely. You'll stay out here? It's not goodbye. It's just move down one seat. Do you want me to move like all the way down so everyone can fill in? Or no, do you, like, I, I just want efficient? you to have to move every single time. Okay, that's kind of what I was trying to avoid, but uh, thank you. <laughs> you know that bit of yours where you, do you still do that bit about Jews loving money? Uh, sometimes. That sounds I, like a fake. 
still have that bit about the, how Jews yeah, love money. I, I did that on the Tonight Show. I don't do it all the time, but I, that's one that I, I don't. That's an old bit that I don't mind. Still, I doing. love that bit. Yeah, that that was uh, Leno told me this is so braggy, but Leno's like, that's my favorite bit. I like that way. I'm like, I'm just cool that you even know one of my bits. But Leno also swears like a sailor, and that was very strange. Really? He goes, he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is literally what Leno said to me. He goes, I don't get these fucking dirty comics, right? You can't be up on stage going, I'm fucking a pussy. He did this hand motion. Oh. Too. And, oh. And, oh, I know. And like, here's like, all your life you've seen Jay Leno be clean. That's the only experience. Yeah. And then the first brain meltingness of just hearing him swear and then also that he just this crude like like it was like the most uh, finger you know. fucking yeah, the air yeah fucking a pussy you can't fucking do that I'm like oh Ugh. boy Jay maybe could you just maybe be clean for the rest of our conversation I don't want to think about that anymore alright I gotta go do the news <laughs> gotta do um, headlines <laughs> God in heaven alright <laughs> we got two more oh I don't think I told whoever was next was next Alright, well then let's just bring out a guy <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen What if he's wearing the outfit? A guy <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm pretty sure this is who I said was next And he's, uh, he's one of my absolute favorites Just saw him in New York at a taping Give it up for Al Jackson, everybody Al Jackson There he is <laughs> You came that way Get in there, Al Jackson Yes, what's up, y'all? How are you? Life is good, man. Yeah, you feeling okay? I feel great, man. I was I was backstage and I was listening to to Tig and and Maria Kill, and it reminded me of the terror of being like a young black comic at a black room and hearing the dude in front of you. Oh my God! Killing with yes. shit that doesn't sound anything like your act. Like anything, just to do, I had a dude in Orlando one time that went on before me in his closing bit. He had on tearaway pants. <laughs> I swear to God, he ripped off these Adidas tearaway pants and he had uh, a lime green b- bikini thong and he did a handstand against the wall. And that's how he ended the set. And then I was fucking next. And he killed. I had nothing. That was just like, that's a feeling that you can't bottle. You yes. know, like just that fear. Like, this is going to go really bad. That is dread. How did he put that on the album? It's, yeah, it's just like, it'd just be silent, just like black people laughing. This is my closer. You have to imagine. Oh, my God. How did it go? Horribly? It, horribly. Horribly. I'm still waiting for that story amongst comedians where it's a horrible setup, and then you go up, and it's fine. It's never fine. It's never. Have you done a black room before? I used to do the Boston every, every week. Every Friday was uh, unofficial black night for some right. reason. Do you, do black you got- people pick a night, just like we picked Red Lobster. <laughs> 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 we kind of just decided, and it's like, we're just going to do this. You pick black. We really do. Like, I almost called it Black Lobster. Then, you pick Black Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about Red Lobster? I don't know, but it's like my whole family, like my grandmother before she, that was like, <laughs> we're eating tonight. <laughs> we're going to go get some flash frozen seafood and some Cheddar Bay biscuits, and we're going to shut up and eat it. <laughs> And that was like that was everything. That was everything. It was like eating at Red Lobster. Like that was a big deal in my family. You know that you're reminding me of one of the more. more you see, racism to me in Boston is so subtle. I'm going to tell you something racist that I heard in Boston, uh-huh. and I, you, you almost can't put your finger on 
like something that's perfectly racist and subtle. <laughs> it's still like wrong. You know something was wrong about what they said, but you can't put your finger on it. That's uh, some good racism. Yeah. If you want to like, if you want to be like, racism. that's what I'm saying. If you want to grade and put it on a scale and cut it and sniff a little bit of it before you buy the bag, this is some good racism. This is premium racism. We were at a restaurant. Let's say it was Red Lobster. And <laughs> And there was a big group of uh, a, a huge black family, like a family yeah. reunion style. And the person, but that they I weren't was physically with, huge. Black people are larger people. Let's be real. We're fucking pretty. You big. can have some. I don't know if I can agree with what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> I've never felt wider. I was like, it's my job to agree with you, but as a white person, I don't know if I can be like, yep, they're big. What? <laughs> they are big. Have you seen these black people? <laughs> Woo! Jesus Christ, what if I got up right now and did a handstand and took off my pants and then left the room? And people listen to podcasts and be like, what did he do? Folklore forever. Yeah. That's, uh... the, the, the comment that I was like, oh my God, like five minutes later, I was like, I think that might have been racist, was uh, black people sure know how to have a good time. <laughs> like, what, what are you doing that? In which, like, what were they, you... they were having a good time. Yeah. Because he wouldn't have said that about any other large group of people that were having fun. He wouldn't have made it to mention that they were white. Or if it was if, a white big party, he would have just said, oh, they're having fun. They wouldn't have yeah. mentioned that they were white. Well, they get the luxury. This is one of the things I've learned. Uh, they get the luxury of just being seen as people, but black people are black. I didn't mean to make it so real, just that. No, that's, <laughs> well, that's no, good. It's, I feel like we're touching a good place right Yeah. The, the more you know star just <laughs> yeah. goes by. Well, like, the red ball it. bounces up. I want the ball. <laughs> well, like, well, yeah, it's okay. That, it's true, yes. though, because like, remember, like, superheroes like Black Vulcan? Why did he be black? You don't call him White Flash. Like, why do you, you know, like, right. why? Yeah. Or Black Santa? Yeah. <laughs> Is it racist that I don't like a Black Santa? It's no. distracting. No one likes it. Just like no one likes Kwanzaa. It's like no one it's fucking like... got on board with Kwanzaa or Black Santa. Like, we just. Have you ever met somebody who wasn't the Kwanzaa? Who was in the? Yeah, who was my mom like, tried it for like two. My that's the like, so like it was cool. Like a, it's like my family just kind of like, like we, we don't quit something. We just slowly peter out. Like we're like we're doing Kwanzaa this year, and then like the next year it's like you light one candle, and then somebody's just like fuck it, let's just drink, and it, that was it. You dabbled in Kwanzaa. We dabbled in Kwanzaa for like three years. I'll tell you about black people. They'll dabble in a holiday. We real. <laughs> The weirdest stereotypes. <laughs> they love dabbling in a holiday. You see, the uh, Johnsons just tried out Hanukkah. <laughs> they a made it three nights. <laughs> a lot of handstands too. A lot of handstands. Breakaway pants are big. A lot of breakaway pants. <laughs> I was really enjoying that. Uh, that is some, that's the weirdest racist thing. So I've you ever think heard. the Boston racism was like a Chicago racism was just racism? Like you just it was just overt. Yeah, it's less like, a turd. Yeah, like just words that you'd never heard except for the border of, of Chicago. Like they had their yeah. own ra- like shines. Ugh, I just even to say it is like shines. You never heard what oh, is this like Boardwalk never, Empire? Yeah. Oh my god, no! <laughs> this is like Navy Pier, nineteen ninety eight. Like it's not. <laughs> and, and what context like, do you use shines? You, uh, here's the quote: Yeah, these shines don't clean up their lawns. Yeah, that. That's kind of was uh, is shine a black person? Yeah, that was uh, that's it's a such, Chicago. I'll uh, take shine over the N word. <laughs> yeah, I think it that may, really shines. I'll but take I that. think it either derives from shoe shine boy or monkey shines. Neither of oh, which are all that. Well, now, uh, yeah, now but it is kind of confusing. The word. They don't clean up their lawn, but they're so shiny. Shiny's clean, <laughs> not clean. I, I'm going to say I'm colorblind. As two bald men on the stage, you're both equally shiny. <laughs> Thank you. I don't, I don't see race. I just don't see race. 
I don't know why I've been putting my face towards the mic stand when I could just be holding it like a regular person. I think yeah. I said that recently. I said, I do see race because I need to know what kind of handshake I'm going for. <laughs> <laughs> and look, that might, that's certainly racial. There's no hate in that. But when you came out, we did a cooler handshake than when John... Yeah. It and might not be right. He might just be a cooler guy. Like, it could be. There's always that one guy. <laughs> this is an Urban Outfitters off the rack. I am not a cool guy. Like this, you know. But I like what you got. I'm dressed like a fucking stagehand. Like, you look. <laughs> yeah, I look like I should be moving a fake tree from one side of the stage. You look nice. <laughs> yeah, but you look like the way you're sitting right now. You look like you're in Scarface's in the ground bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> One arm out, champagne flute. John looks like he's on the bus. <laughs> you know, sit how you know. You know, I think that's. Look I look like, like James Lipton. I, I got nothing. Former pimp. Did you read that? Who? James Lipton just came out and he said he was a pimp in Paris. I swear to God, you can Google that shit. That sounds like something you say on mushrooms. Like that's. <laughs> James These are some good mushrooms because I just saw James Lipton as a pimp. <laughs> hey, but, you got any of that uh, James Lipton as a pimp shit? Because that's kind of what I need. Wait, Jam- are we getting our uh, yeah, people no, right? The guy who goes like, is King Lord's there? That guy, like, you know. Can I talk to Cum Guzzler? <laughs> <laughs> you just out Leto'd Leto. That is not a, that's not what I wanted from Uncle Peter. Yeah. Nobody wants me saying Cum Guzzler. <laughs> no one. But one wine cooler and we're there. Cum Guzzler. <laughs> you used to teach, you taught kids as well. Did you teach I did. in I, New York? I taught middle school in Miami. In Miami? Yes, brother. With my, I had fucking crazy. <laughs> I like had an evil laugh over there. children. Your nemesis is here. Like, I don't know if you yeah, know that. It's like, ha you call that teaching? <laughs> and then he teaches us all lessons. He is yeah. good. And it's weird now because my kids come to my now. shows, which is fucking really like... Your kids come? They're old. They were like 15, eight years ago. They they all lived. I, I you were good. Did it. <laughs> is that what you say when you see them? No, You're alive! <laughs> I never believed in you, even this, though it was my job to believe in you. I'll tell you how weird this is. Like, uh, this is cool because I can tell like the, the the after part of the story. But uh, I uh, taught middle school science in Miami, and uh, for Black History Month, I had my kids do a report on black uh, famous black scientists. And uh, this white kid in my class did a report on the Wright brothers. Let that soak in. He, this is not. I, I'm not going to do the bit. He just. He thought they were black because he saw the word brothers. <laughs> so, am I laughing? He did two pages. And I talk about it, and uh, I was in Orlando to promote one of my shows. And, and the, you do the, like those, those shows that are like before the morning news where all the anchors have coffee and everybody's like really pleasant. Like, wake up Orlando. Like one of those shows. Sure. And uh, I do the show, and I get off stage. I tell that story, and I get off stage at like 5 o'clock in the morning. I turn my phone on, and I got one new Twitter follower, and it was him. And I guess he lives in Orlando, and he called me a douchebag. <laughs> he called you a douchebag? He called me a douchebag for bringing up the fact that he wrote a two-page paper on two white people. For- <laughs> For the, Black History Month. The Wright Brothers. And just for the, the Wright, Wright Brothers. brothers. Yes. He well, just, by which point Mario and Luigi, Luigi should be black. Exactly. I mean, as long like, as if you according just put brothers. To him, yes. I was getting the circus is the whitest place on earth. <laughs> Ringling Brothers. 
Come on, friend. There is the Universal Circus, which is an all-black circus. Is there? That used to come to Chicago. Yeah, yeah I remember that. <laughs> Pete looked at me like I just told him dinosaurs were real. <laughs> that is fucking... He was like, really? The black people... There's a enjoy black it? circus? It is Look a- how big they are! <laughs> Al Jackson, John Roy, you're going to stay. You're not going to leave. Oh, okay. That's right. just... We're going to bring out the next guy. Because we got to keep we it moving. Move down like... Uh, all right. Yeah, just move right. one down yeah. if you don't mind. All right. Isn't that weird? We're just making you move. Jesus Christ, you're funny guys. I love you guys. I just like trying out all the different mics. It's just because uh, this is big. Like this, I feel my voice is is hitting a little harder on this. Yeah. Mic. All right. I feel like you have to host the show now. Okay. Well, our next <laughs> guest is a very funny man. Do you know who it is? Nope. <laughs> Can you read my Stuart? Ladies and gentlemen, Stuart Huff. Yeah. Stuart Huff! Hey, man, get in here. Get in here, Stuart. Best intro ever, right there. I just threw it to Who John. this guy? Do you know this guy? I don't I, know. I said, you, no, I couldn't read his handwriting. It wasn't that, and it was like all bits. It was like, he showed me the equivalent of a set list with your him. name in the middle. <laughs> I, and I, I didn't know if you guys knew each other. Do you know John? Uh, we met, uh, ran into each other once or twice, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> that counts as knowing someone with you? In the comedy business. Uh, I guess you're right. Yeah, if I've seen you eating and I don't really want to go in there and talk to you, then, yeah, we met. <laughs> <laughs> if you saw me eating, you would not want to go in and talk to me. <laughs> well, we've never met. We met today. We met today, Which yeah. is weird, because now I count that as knowing you. You're right. If two yeah. comedians run into each other for more than 30 seconds, you're like, I know that guy. Exactly. And I met you on the street today, and you said, I'm going to Roots to eat. Do you want to go? And I said, no, not really. And then uh, that's exactly <laughs> what fucking happened. And you said you were going to eat Mexican. And exactly. what did I say? You said you're a professional, and you don't eat that on a day you have a show. That's right. <laughs> now, I'm going to enjoy and this moment where this whole audience has no idea what I mean by that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But then you're so professional, you didn't even remember my name to bring me up, and I appreciate that. No, I did too. I didn't know who was was next. Damn it, Fletcher, don't do this to me. (laughs) You son of a bitch. I'm sorry, Murphy. I will hit you so hard. I will hit you in the collarbone. Really? (laughs) Just whack right in the collarbone. Wow. Concussion is kicking in. I thought we were... uh, I got nothing, man. (laughs) Don't make fun of my handicap. I feel like this is where Andy Richter would have an awesome thing to come, but I, got, I really got nothing. No, you're doing awesome. Oh, thank you. You know, you were talking about doing, doing a, I, when I was MC, well, well, open micing, you know, you're trying to get started, trying to learn how to do it. In Atlanta, Georgia, hard to get stage time there. Uptown Comedy Club, the oh, black yeah. club mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Used to, I used to open mic there. How'd that work out for you? <laughs> <laughs> you ha- as a white guy, you have a break going up in front of a black crowd because I feel like they're like you didn't have to be here so the fact that you showed up (laughs) these other guys have to be here they they know where they're gonna work (laughs) you could have driven right past here and gone to the punchline so we're glad you're here no no. they they weren't with it not exactly the experience I had but I loved it I used to do it all the time yeah but it was like it was an all black club Uh, they they never hired any white comics I don't know if you've ever worked there but and, and all the you know the staff and this is 90s right you know, so my buddy Terry, who's a black guy, comic, we're both trying to learn how to do comedy. He says, let's Terry. go to Uptown. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Thank you. 
So we both got uptown. And the MC's running, and the show's run Apollo style, which means when the crowd is done listening to you, they, they decide you're gone. They start banging the keys yes. on the table. You people think black about. people boo. Black people don't boo for the most part. You know what they do, and it's the worst, and it's the fucking worst, is they start talking. Yeah. Every, it just think about like 70 low level conversations that slowly start to rise and it starts to sound like a bus station. You know, when you walk into a bus station and everyone's talking about something different, it's just like this fear and you're like, you're, you see, you hear like black women start to stir their drinks really loud. Like when black women are done with you, the room is done with you and everyone knows it and you know it. But you still have to do 12 more minutes and you have to stand up there and eat that. And I feel like that's what makes that's the one thing that that helped me as a comic is like conquering fear is like going into a black room and just like knowing you got to do your time. And you honestly don't know right. how it's going to go. At any it, moment, it, it could me. sound it's, like they're trying to make the couple at a wedding kiss. Yeah, it really does. It's just it's just a stirring of the... And I, I kind of like... This is a kind of a weird question, but I, I'm glad I got comics up here. Has anything ever... This is like my worst fear. Yes. You know, from doing longer sets. Has anything ever happened to you when, when you were on stage where you were like, you have to get off stage either like bathroom because you brought up with the Mexican? Oh. Like, has that ever happened? That's not why I don't eat Mexican before a show. Okay. <laughs> I just don't like them. I drank. I drank. Yeah. <laughs> they do know how to have a good time, but yeah. I mean, like, I just don't. Enjoy. <laughs> They're not big, though. They're not big. They're, They're medium. medium. I had two. Okay. I had medium. two fucking kale juices. If anybody's gonna shit his pants, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, no, I've never. Had, I've never had to urgently get off the stage. Has that ever happened? No, I, I've been punched on stage, but I didn't Jeez. leave. You were punched and didn't leave? Yeah, fuck. I'd leave before the punch. <laughs> I wrote this shit, damn it, I'm doing it. You know? <laughs> what happened? Uh, Macon, Georgia. Uh, for you, can ju- you can just yeah. stop right now. <laughs> Macon, Georgia. Macon, Georgia. That's what happened. Everybody's yeah. like, we can fill in the blanks. We got it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> What happened? You were doing your set. Doing my set. Uh, I, I don't. I'm not. I don't consider myself a political comedian. I'm a. You know. I got opinions. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But you got are. It. Does that mean you are political, or that means you're not at all political? I'm not really political. I'm human. I, I, I like to talk about us and what's actually going on, not the fucking shit. That's what I said to my doctor when he was trying to tell me about the president. I was like, I'm not political. I talk about this. <laughs> yeah. It was the worst moment. He should have just euthanized me right there. <laughs> I pointed it in my heart for those of you listening. The guy in Macon felt about the same way. Not happy at all. Talking, I have a gay sister and I donated sperm to her and her wife so they could have a baby. To her, yep. Yeah. Uh, to, yeah, it's my sister's not, it's my sister's wife who was, was right. pregnant. Right, yeah. right, right. I'm Kentucky, I ain't that fucking Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm telling the story on stage in Macon And it's kind of like this Like I can see one or two rows of you guys And then it starts to fade Because the lights are this way, right? And I'm just talking And I hear, I hear faggot And I see, see a fist Coming through the lights You're the I, faggot to him Oh yeah, because, you know I had already talked about my wife and, and all that Because when you were jerking off You were thinking about some gay shit <laughs> <laughs> Yeah He punched me He yeah. did? He did so, a good one? Like a solid? I, I, you know, not a, no, not a good one. It was kind of a drunk, and I kind of turned this way, so it was... Uh, Those guys, anybody that that story makes someone call someone a faggot and punch, you know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. protesting too much. You're definitely yeah. wrestling with some shit. I'm just saying, I mean, that's he right fisted something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... 
That was the first thing he pissed at that day. White rednecks punch the face. That's the way it is. I'll take the drink. Yeah, so like was that. he escorted yeah. out? Was he taken away? No, actually, uh, the, he was the club owner. <laughs> <laughs> he was the next comic. He was the, that's, that's the I'm, light in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody give him the punch. That was nice. It was the light. <laughs> when do you want your punch? <laughs> Can I get a three-minute punch? <laughs> like, yeah. Punch me again. They, they want me to go long. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's going to be one sustained punch, and then if you've gone longer than that, we're going to do like several little punches <laughs> in succession. And the lights literally go off at that point. <laughs> the uh, lights go out. Yeah, that was so funny. No, he. Uh, I stayed up there and finished. I don't know why. I'm. I'm. You know, I'm, I'm not an aggressive comic, but I have that kind of fuck you. Yeah. When I'm in front of rednecks, you know, it really gets like, yeah, come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? You feel that hatred. It, it, I don't well, I like that. You know? you're, you're, go, you're reminding me of uh, John Oliver, actually, who loves in London to go up in front of those notoriously rowdy kind of like footballer oh, crowds. Oh, it's beautiful. There's you like beautiful about engaging wow. Oh, yeah. A Speaking your crowd. heart in front of people that don't want to hear it, fucking come on. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I completely envy that. I am what, the opposite. <laughs> what sign do you see on their face when you go, oh, they're, they're the, they hate me. They're not into it. Like, what? I had a guy uh, in Arkansas, this is three months ago. He did this <laughs> for about ten Rock. minutes. Ten minutes he was just doing this to me. And he didn't even prop it up or hold it. <laughs> ten minutes straight. For those listening, he's just got his arm up flipping you up. Flipping you, yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. just, and that was what, it was impressive. You ever hold that up for 10 minutes? I was like, damn, he must work yeah. out. He I works mean, with his hands, yeah. <laughs> but he was like letting someone listen to my heart when they don't want to yeah, hear yeah. it. <laughs> He's doing the yeah. same thing to you. Yeah. I know he doesn't like this, but I got to speak my truth. <laughs> <laughs> the, only, yeah, is, yeah. the only time I ever did see that was... Uh, a fan of the band Rush uh, with Mr. Big opening for Rush and he had uh, his finger in the face of the guy from Mr. Big for their entire concert really? as he yelled Rush <laughs> Rush <laughs> and I just imagine that poor guy going why did we book this tour why what is why are we even doing this I should be on Sex in the City <laughs> that's a real vaginal humidifier that one I'll tell you that right now <laughs> <laughs> Boom. So, please, I feel like you've got 18 very interesting irons in the fire. We still got your first Atlanta story. You got punch. You got finger guy. <laughs> Where what do you want to go? You're it's the bang highlight. One, two, three. I love the uptown. I love working. I, I haven't been there since I was open micing, you know? Right. But here's what I loved about it. The crowd controlled the show, which is kind of cool, but so scary as a comic. And an open micer. I'd been up maybe 20 times. Period. And I go with my buddy Terry, and the, I walk into the place, and everybody's staring at me. And the guy running the show, the MC, he, he yanks you. When the crowd bangs the keys on the table, or, yeah, he yanks you. And he looked at me and goes, you're going up? <laughs> and I went, yeah. Were you wearing a zoot suit? <laughs> <laughs> was it just virtue of being white? Just a purple just suit? Just white. <laughs> that was it. You just yeah. had, what, what, oh, it doesn't matter. And Go it on. was just, I was white, yeah. And I kind of, and the first night, like, he, he goes, you guys ready for your next comic? And he's standing at the microphone. Everybody's, yeah, you know. And he goes, Stuart Huff. And I walked from the curtain. They saw my face. Bang, 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 bang. Keys <laughs> just went nuts. Yeah. And he goes, Racist. let's have a big hand for Stuart Huff, everybody. Like, he I, talked you off? I didn't even make it halfway across the, the stage. <laughs> the, the MC, that's the, that's the biggest difference between black rooms and white rooms, 
is the MC is the sh- it's their show. It's their so show. So it's like if it's like if you host Pete Holmes Urban Night, like it's your show. So like the MC will Please do like forty. That. Please <laughs> host <laughs> Pete Holmes Urban Night. Right. Please. Yeah. I think yeah. we're on to something right Please. now. Yes. Are they, yeah. If? Yeah. None of you were invited. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the MC and the MC will like completely. Yes. Sh- they'll be like, like I've been brought up like literally like the, the MC would be like, listen, y'all, I don't, I didn't book this dude. So oh, he'd be like, I didn't, I didn't book this dude. Just, so this if he's not funny, you. y'all know what to do. Like that's, that's your intro. And you, and, and if you get booed, they're like, I told y'all, I told, and then they'll just do another 40. Before, just the, the MC's just like fucking around up there. So, shit, what y'all want to talk about? What you wearing? Toxic. Well, that's some bullshit. Anyway, who, can somebody bring me? It's just like I the somebody MC gets just, to do that for yeah, 40 minutes they at, just, the, at uh, Mo yeah. Better in, in LA. Literally, no jokes. The crowd wanted to see the Reddish comedians. They were even done with him, even though he's famous. That's before he goes, Whitney was a down bitch, y'all. And that was like, yeah. that was it. And they're uh, talking about Whitney Houston because he had just died. She was a down bitch. And <laughs> they're he, like, okay, do we, we need jokes later? Or what? Just, yeah. It's it's his show. thought out premises, and then we just riff with it. Al, what does down bitch mean? Uh... <laughs> I want you to know that you can come to me for any question you have to. <laughs> just text me. You got my number. Like, what does down, bitch? I know you just get a text in the morning. <laughs> now, uh, Al, do I have flavor? <laughs> <laughs> With an A. <laughs> yes, man. Uh, I think everybody wants a down, bitch. What would you say a down, bitch is? Only you. I don't mess with you know. <laughs> I, got, you sound I, like you've had, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm so fed up with the relationships at this point. It's like you know what? I know that you know maybe you let me have sex with you, but you know what? Fuck, we're gonna annoy the fuck out of each other in about six months. So why do it? You're saying they run out, even if you find a nice down bitch. You, st- <laughs> yeah. which I encourage every guy to do tonight. <laughs> You're saying this is actually this is right up my alley. I don't know if you've okay. ever listened to the podcast. You find somebody and it's that white hot face. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah, and, and yeah. there's a lot of booty, booty, mm-hmm. and you, you, booty. You, you seem to be blind to what is blaringly annoying about each other, right? I, I've likened it to uh, you fill in the survey about the person and all the things you don't know about them. You guess. That's what the feeling of going into a relationship is. You're like, I'm sure she's not nuts. You know what I mean? (laughs) And then the feeling of a breakup is you get the real answers revealed, like a sad advent calendar behind each one. You're like, (laughs) (laughs) got to write that down real quick. That's not sad (laughs) advent calendar. calendar. But what do you mean? Tell me what you mean. It's pretty much. But I'm at that down period right now. Wait, in in the current relationship? Um, No. Oh. Now I am. <laughs> she loves your podcast. So fuck, no, no. <laughs> you, oh, wait, you are seeing somebody. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, we just started, but yeah, oh, but you're I, on the app. I'm getting older. So I, when I was younger, I, I, am I right about this? It's like I'm 39. Just, I don't know. You know, you just meet someone and, and and it just takes over, and you're like, oh my god, they're the most amazing person in the whole world. It's like having it's like having a baby, and you're like, oh, they're brilliant. And then you get older, and you're like the baby's not brilliant. <laughs> That's right. Let's be honest. He's going to be a pu- pa- piano player. He's a brilliant musician. He just shit in the to- top part of the toilet. <laughs> He's my, not uh, gifted. My, my, uh, my sister's wife did have the baby, by the way. She's like 17 days old. Yes. This baby. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so excited. I'm a fucked up uncle baby daddy. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. 
And uh, but I get a text message. Wait. Oh wait. The baby's only. I was just going to ask if the baby knows. (laughs) (laughs) At seventeen, you could say anything. This ain't a down bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So go on, please. I'm sorry. I I, I get a text message from uh, my sister's partner and says, "Oh, the baby is brilliant." That's the word she is. She's seventeen. She's seventeen days old. And then she said she can lift her knees up to her chest. Exclamation point. I'm like, what? Sarah Palin can lift her knees up to her fucking chest. <laughs> Don't say that in Macon. That's, <laughs> I think that's the second punch after that one. <laughs> this is great because you kind of have an outsider's perspective. It is genetically your baby, mm-hmm. but you don't have to give a shit about it. <laughs> I just mean you can be a realist and be like, shut up, that's me, I'm half that thing, and nobody cares it can lift its knees up. Did you know the guy that punched me in Macon? That's a Macon description of a father right there. That's absolutely beautiful. I, uh, I, feel, I, did, I was really curious of what, would, what was going to happen. You know what I mean? Because technically, I'm not a parent. They're the ones changing the diaper. They're the one raising. To me, that is a parent, not who knocked up who. You know, who's doing the actual job. So they're the parents. But I was really curious about what I would feel like when they bring the baby. I don't have any children, you know. So I was like, I don't know. I mean, I know there's this blindness that happens to parents where you're just oblivious and you think this is this child is the most amazing baby. And I was kind of expecting that to happen. And I was like, that's a shitload of hair. <laughs> that's kind of what I thought. This baby's got fucking hair. Yeah. <laughs> you know, his head is like... <laughs> It's so weak that the hair is making its neck yeah. fall backwards. You know, it looks like me when I used to drink. <laughs> I, I, I immediately felt proud is what I felt like. You know, I'm proud. I that feel these, jealous. These two women that are both amazing women and they're going to be great mothers and, and parents, you know. I felt like I'm proud that I was a part of that. But I didn't feel any kind of really deep bullshit thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just did. I'm being honest. I just didn't. I didn't feel any kind of connection. I, you know, I, I love her. I thought, I guess I need to set up a college fund or something. Did you get a say on the name? No. What they go with? Jamarcus. <laughs> wouldn't that be fucking awesome if they did that? <laughs> just like out of nowhere and just wouldn't explain it. Like yeah, that would name. be Shut awesome. Up. See, that, I would be all for that. <laughs> yeah. They went with Alice Ellen, which is my mother's middle name. And then my sister's wife's mother. Just fucking confusing. Her name's Alice. <laughs> it, gets, it gets like a spider web, you know? But yeah, Alice Ellen is her name. But does, it, must, it does feel somewhat amazing to be a father. It I does. know it, it's not traditional or whatever you want to call right. it, conventional. But you do get to kind of, you get the best, uh, you get to be the uncle presence with your own genes. Yeah. I think that's got to be pretty I'm, exciting. I'm really, it's probably the best thing I've ever done in my life, I think. I'm the proudest of that than anything I've ever done. And there's just so many little moments that I never thought would happen. Like when like the nurse came out and, and, and said, the father can go in now. And my sister and I looked at each other and went, yeah, you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's that was, wild. I know. Amazing little moments. Yeah. You know? And Weird. my parents are, you know, I mean, they're Kentucky. And they're, they're, I'm, I'm not going to go so far as to say they're liberal. They're, they ain't liberal. But they're open-minded and they're adjusting. That's a polite way of saying it. Yes. 
You mean they're not yeah. actively punching you in the face? Exactly. <laughs> Kentucky's North American. <laughs> but this also probably bought you some time. If your parents are anything like my parents, are always hassling me to have babies. It's perfect. So you get out. Do you have a sister? I don't. Fuck. <laughs> I need a gay sister. Hey, I'll, I'll text them and see if maybe they want to go for a double. <laughs> you know? Why not? It's the perfect way. Go for a double? It's just like all these comics, these comics are coming out of your <laughs> just, sister. Don't play too lie. many of the podcasts before you put the, uh, you, know, you know, you don't know what. Uh... Just text a picture of me and say, I'll be smiling big and say, do you like Renee Zellwick? <laughs> <laughs> I think that is our show, everybody. How about a round of applause for everyone? That was incredible. Thank you so much. Guys, this was an... Oh, I forgot. We got to do the Krispies. We got to do the Krispies. I'm sorry. You don't know what the Krispies are. John, would you guys each go down the line and say keep it crispy? That's all we got to do. Of course I will do that. Uh, to you or to... Just to the crowd, I guess. Keep it crispy. Yep. We got Stewart's. <laughs> no. <laughs> do it. Do, we'll start with you. You just say keep it crispy. I just did. I know. <laughs> I'll do it. Keep it fucking crispy. Oh, that's our first keep it fucking crispy. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. That's I'm just going to go with the, uh, the good old... I mean, you know, I'm going to do it like Leno, I think. And I'm going to do a dirty, <laughs> dirty Leno version. Wow, well, you finger fuck the air. Wait, 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 you fucking keep it fucking crispy. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> to the crowd. One, two, three. Thank you so much, everybody. One more time for Tig, Maria, Stewart, Al, and John. You guys are amazing. Good night, everybody. Have a good afternoon. Bye. Thank you. Now leaving Nerdist.com.